Welcome to the Church on the Rock podcast. It is our prayer that this message brings hope and encouragement into your life as you go about your week. Thanks for tuning in. God is holy. God is love. Those are a couple of the attributes we've talked about the last couple of weeks. Today we're going to talk about God is, of, of course, God is faithful. Amen. That's the, the attribute and or the image of God we're going to talk about today. God is faithful. Definition. I looked up the definition of faithful, and it means constant, loyal, implies qualities of stability, dependability, and devotion, and unswerving adherence to a person or a promise. That sounds like God, doesn't it? unswerving adherence to you. He's unswerving in his adherence to you, Marty. Amen. And to his promises. But mirroring this attribute, as I was thinking about this, of course, I can talk all day on God's faithfulness, but then I'm thinking, God, this is something we need to um, mirror for you. And faithfulness is a big one. To me, faithfulness is a big one. I don't know how many of you agree. I've met a few people that, that really have this attribute, that they're really, they're, they're, they really have um, faithfulness. When I think of integrity, faithfulness is one of the first things I think of, that they do what they say they're going to do when they say they're going to do it. They, they do what they say they're going to do. Um, but it's, it's a qualification that, that I struggle with, I know, um, and it's a big one because it's a very selfless attribute. It's a very selfless attribute that says no matter how I feel or what distractions may come along, I will be unswerving in my adherence to you, Crystal. I will be unmovable and loyal to my word for you. No matter what happens, no matter what comes along, no matter what happens, if I said something to you that I was going to do, I'm going to do it no matter what. And, and that's great, and, and, and a lot of people can do that, but I know a lot of times we can get distracted, right? As Braden so eloquently preached when he first hit the first sermon, we reflect that image of God. We can never be perfect in it, but we try, right? And we should. We should try because that is a, that's a, I think that's a high one on God's list. Do what you say you're going to do. In Matthew 5, 37, Jesus said, just a simple, yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond that is from the evil one. Wow, that's anything beyond that is from the evil one. That's pretty strong. But it was in serious to Jesus. He said, if you're going to do it, do it. If you can't do it, say no. Just do what you say you're going to do. I think, I think God considers that very, very important. Um, but some things, that we, we have things that can distract us from reflecting that attribute, right? There's many reasons, many things that can distract, distract you from reflecting this attribute of God. So I wrote down a few things that, that maybe are something I get distracted with or, or that I have trouble keeping that true reflection of God. Making too many commitments. jeez, oh, Are we not an overcommitted society? We are so overcommitted. We have commitments to our commitments, and it's just crazy. I don't know how many, I, I just I, I just don't know how people keep, have you ever seen that movie? It, 
I'm not going to be able to think of any of it. It was a cute movie. The mom had this calendar on her kitchen wall. She had three kids. One kid was a red peg. The other was green. The weather was blue. And every, the calendar was covered with pegs. That was the things they had to get done that week. The kids, I mean, there was three green. I mean, it was violin lessons, uh, soccer, rugby. I mean, how many more sports can they invent for us to have our kids be a part of? But there's so many things. And this, this, was, this calendar was just crammed full. And so the grandparents were coming to watch the grandkids. And they looked at that calendar and they went, oh, my gosh. And you know what he did as soon as mom and dad left? He went, cleared all of those pegs off the calendar. That's what grandparents are for, right? Cleared all the pegs off the calendar. But I felt God say, that's what I want my people to do so bad. Just take that calendar and just just wash it off. Wash it off. We have so many commitments that I think sometimes we say, yes, I'll do that. So many times that we have to say, no, I won't to things God really wants us to say yes to. Amen. I think it's important that we realize that if we wipe that calendar clean and then stand in front of it, and as Brian preached a few weeks ago, stand in front of that calendar and say, God, what do you want me to do? Instead of showing God our calendar full of pegs and full of what we're doing and saying, God, bless our month this month. We've got a lot going on. I just pray that you help us accomplish it all and help us get it all done and that you keep us, you know, good prayer. Instead of that, say, God, what do you want us to put in here? What do you want us to do? Amen. Difference, right? Huge difference. And not that God doesn't want you to do things. Sure he does. But I I think it's a whole lot different if we clear that off and say, God, but overcommitment, man, we're an overcommitted society. Another thing that distracts me is trying to please people. You know, you want to be faithful to, to what you're doing, what you feel God has told you to do, whatever, but Man, some, I, there's sometimes, I can speak from me because I work in the church. You know, I, we, we, we're church leaders, right? So I'm sorry, but my, my um, things that I'm going to talk to you about is about my world. There are sometimes we know that God is saying, oh, we want you to do this. This is what I want you to do. You know, maybe it's something different in church. I don't know. Or something to start something. And my, my brain goes, oh, but God, some people aren't going to like that. <laughs> I know they aren't going to like that, and that's going to be difficult. You know, and there's always those few, right, that don't want you to do it, don't want you to change, don't want you to do something. But if you know God's telling you to do it, you, you stay constant to his word. Stay constant to him, what he wants you to do. It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter how they feel. It doesn't matter what they want. All that matters is you, God. All that matters is that we are pleasing to you. If it makes a few people mad, Jesus made a whole lot of people mad too. You know, he did, but he did. He was faithful to what God said. He did what God told him to do. Faithful. Our emotions can distract us from being faithful. Amen. We are faithful and loyal, depending upon our emotions. Crystal, back to you. I was going to do that, but you really made me mad, so forget it. I'm done. (laughs) I love you, Crystal. That would never happen. But our emotions affect us. God, God is always faithful, but depending on our mood for the day, you know, maybe, maybe not. I'll do what I said, but, you know, gosh, now they're really twerking me off. I don't want to do that anymore. So, but God... Thank you, Jesus, that God didn't, wasn't faithful to us according to emotions. 
anger, hurt, jealousy. Peter, when I started to write about Peter, I, I thought, Lord, when I get to heaven, I want to go to Peter and say, I am so sorry, but you gave us some really good things not to do. And I know we preached about him a lot and, it, and we, we preached about good things too. But every time we preach about Peter, it seems to be, this is what you don't want to do. Um, but Peter was a great guy. He reminds me of myself. I learn a lot by my mistakes. But Peter said, Lord, I will never deny you. I will never deny you. I will be with you to the end. Jesus said, Peter, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me. Oh, no, Lord, I'll never deny you. And then what happened? Fear interrupted his loyalty and his faithfulness. Didn't God understands. He was fearful. So it interrupted his, I will never deny you. Anger, hurt, jealousy. Impatience can erupt my faithfulness to God easily. So I get very impatient with God. And, and I, I, I want to be faithful, but it, God, it's been, it's been two days. <laughs> you know, seriously. Fa- impatience can interrupt our faithfulness. But God is so faithful. And I'm thankful he's not affected because the Lord, word says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He wasn't affected by his emotions. He wasn't affected by what was going on. God is faithful because he is faithful. God is faithful. What is the answer? I think we just strive to be like Christ. I'm not in this, oh, it is the way I am. This is just the way I am. You have to, no, I'm not into that. Because if it's not like Christ, then that's not okay. So I always strive. I want to, and my kids hated this because they would come home. You know, I had this certain way I wanted my kids to act because mind, this is the adult I want my child to be, and this three-year-old is not acting like, you know, seriously, I did get a little OCD about it, but, but they would say, well, mom, at least we're not like this kid in our school who's on drugs and blah, 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 and at least we don't do this, and I say, don't you ever compare yourself to the kids in your school. We only compare ourselves to Christ. That's the mark we're trying to hit. Amen. So that's the same with us. Amen. We're not trying to be better than whoever. We're trying to be like Christ. So saying, oh, it is just the way I am. Yeah, that, i uh, sorry, that didn't cut it for me. No, that's not what God wants. God wants you to be, Jesus says, be perfect for I am perfect, right? One day we'll be that way when we see him in the sky. But God is always faithful. So now I want to get into the faithfulness of God. God is always faithful. James 1.17. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of light. So we've all heard that part, but look at this very closely. With whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. God is constant. He does not change. There is no variation because unlike the sun, God doesn't move to cast shadows, right? God is always constant. He is always, there's always full light with God. It, it, he never changes. He is constant. He is constant. There, with, I, I just want to read that last part again. With whom there is no variation. If God said it, he's not going to change his mind. There is no variation or shadow due to change. What he says he will do, he will do. God is faithful. All of God's promises are yes and amen. Like we sang this morning. We sang that song, He's in the Waiting. And I've been thinking about that song all week. Thank you, Braden and team, for singing that today. Because this, they base part of the song on this scripture, Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast to the confession 
the confession, right? What are we saying? The confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Amen. But you see, we have to confess that, right? We have to speak it. There's a part we have to do. He's always faithful. Hold fast. Hold fast to the confession of your hope. What are you hoping for? God is faithful. God is God. He can be no less than God. This is, I was, I I don't know if any of you read A.W. Tozer, but in the pursuit of God, man, that's, there's some great insights in there. He says, God is not filled with faithfulness. God is faithful. You catch the difference there? The sink, let that sink in. God is not filled with love. God is love. Amen. God is not filled with knowledge. God is omniscient. He is all-knowing. So God isn't ever less or more than faithful or less or more than loving. He is love. He, he cannot change. He cannot be any less than what he is. God is faithful. There are many times that I know we have questions because things aren't happening, you know, the, the way we want or the way we think. It's really not a cop out to say this. It's just really truth. God is above our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways, but he loves us, right? He, he may, it may not be what we think. We may not be able to explain why is this promise lingering? What, why am I still waiting? I don't know. I don't know, but I do know that God is holy, God is love, and God is faithful. Those are attributes in my mind. And, and as the weeks go on, you're going to learn more of these attributes. And I, I really say take heart, take close heart to this series we're learning because you're learning the truth of who God is. And if you can keep that in your mind, when things come up to you that make you question, you can say, wait a minute, I know God is holy. I know he is love. I know he is faithful. Keep that in your mind. I know those things. Those are attributes that are so important. Concrete them in your mind so that every time we think God is not listening to us, we can remember, nope, that's not true. That's not true. God is faithful. First Thessalonians 5.24 says, he who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. You believe? How many of you believe the word today? That's what the word says. He will surely do it. He's faithful. For those of you who, who are in this point where you're waiting and you're like, I don't know why, you know, there's another scripture for you that's very important. The Bible says when you have done, now, but listen to this part. I feel like we, we, we know scripture and we have it memorized and we forget important little pieces. He says, when you have done all you can do with your belief, confessing your hope, all the things that God has said, do this. When you've done all you can do, then you just stand. When you've done all you can do to stand, stand, therefore. And then that's when the rest of that scripture teaches you to put on the armor of God. 
Ephesians 6, 13. So if, if this is you today, I would, I would say every morning, get your Bible out and read Ephesians 6, 13 and 18. Put the armor of God on saying, God, I've done all I can do to stand. Today, I'm going to put on my armor because I know I'm still waiting for you, God, but I know that you're going to be faithful, but I need some armor to protect me from what the enemy is trying to do to me, how he's trying to rob my mind of my belief in you and what you are and what I know you are. So today, God, I'm still waiting, but I'm going to put on this armor because I know with the armor on, no weapon formed against me shall prosper today that I shall, I will be victorious, right? It may take some time, God, but I'm okay with that, God, because I know you're faithful. I may not like where I'm at right now, but God, you're God. God, you know, you know. So God, today I put on my armor and I'm going to stand in, in, in trust and in faith for you today, God, knowing that you will come through because you are faithful. You can be no less faithful to me than you are to Linda. You can be no less faithful to me than you are to Fran. God, you are faithful. Today, I have done all I can do to stand, so I'm going to stand, but I'm going to stand prepared for the attack because the enemy's not going to win. Amen? Amen. God is faithful. So that I give to you. If that's you, you know, keep believing, keep standing. You know, they that wait upon the Lord, what does the Bible say? Amen. They shall renew their strength. Amen. Wait upon the Lord, but waiting in faith, right? Waiting in a confession of hope, not waiting saying, oh, dear Lord, you've left me. I'll never. No, I wait and I stand in faith and God's going to renew that strength like he renewed, like an eagle, like an eagle flying. Nothing more beautiful than an eagle flying. Amen. But I really wanted to talk today about another side of this. This is something that I deal with. I'm sure it's just me. I'm sure none of you deal with this. It's just me. But this is something that I deal with. A.W. Tozer wrote, if you guys could put that up so they can read it with me as we go along. A.W. Tozer wrote, Christianity at any given time is strong or weak depending upon her concept of God. The trouble with the church today is her unworthy conception of who God is. Amen. Now he wrote this back in the late forties, fifties. Yeah. Today, the, the, the Christianity at any given time is strong. I mean, think back through history, you're strong or you're weak, depending on your concept of who God is. Amen. Yes. Satan from the beginning of time has been trying to confuse our concept of who God is right in the garden. He said to Eve, Eve, Nah, surely you're not going to die. You know, God told Eve and Adam, just this one tree, don't touch it. You will surely die. No, Eve, that's not what he meant. Surely you're not going to die. So all of a sudden, what happened? Her conception of her God was confused. Because now she's thinking, hmm, maybe God didn't mean it. Maybe that's not what he meant. Maybe he meant something else. So Satan, with just a few, he's so sly. We have to be, we have to be, what, harmless as, what does that go? Wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Because he is so sly. He can, he, he sneaks in with just a sentence. No, surely, that's not what he meant. Okay, so now, now her conception of who God is became confused. And she started thinking about it. Hmm, maybe that's not what God meant. Maybe it's okay we're not going to really going to die. So I'm going to try this. 
and it spiraled very quickly, didn't it? (laughs) Things started to spiral very quickly because God is who he said he was. When he said that, he meant it. He, He doesn't say something to us and then say, oh, but there's about five other meanings. You figure out which one. No, God says what he means. He wants us to know his will. He wants us to know his way. He doesn't, he doesn't want us to be confused. So it began to spiral very quickly. So I thought about this and I thought, you know, when I'm waiting on a promise or I'm waiting on the confession of my hope and, and I can't see answers, you know, there's some things that are really, some things are pretty easy. Some things are pretty deep, right? So when I'm waiting on something like that and it's so deep, I, I can become consumed with it and I can, I can, I can, get to where my thoughts get cloudy and I'm consumed with this and I I can't figure out how, I can't figure out why and I don't see any answers and it's just, it's consuming me this this thing that I'm hoping for, this promise that I know is mine but it's not there. I cannot, it it just, I just, it, it just starts spiraling, God. And then all of a sudden, when I get into that state of, of waiting for God and wondering what's going on, how, how many of you, this happens to you? This question comes to my mind, God, where are you? Right? God, where are you? Or if you don't see it happening, God, God, don't you see? God, can't you see what's happening down here? See, this question starts coming in my mind. God, don't you even care. So what has happened to me? All of a sudden, the enemy has confused my concept of who God is, right? These questions shouldn't be coming into my mind. I know who God is. I know God is faithful, but it happens a lot. And it's, 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 we're human. It happens. It happens. It's a way for the enemy to confuse your conception of who God is because it's what he's been trying to do from the beginning. He does not want us to stand fast on our confession of hope, right? Because if you stand fast on your confession of hope, what do we know about God? He's faithful. Amen? He's faithful. So every time the enemy is going to try to confuse you. And you know, that happens. And I I get these questions, God, where are you? What are you doing? Why aren't you here? Why aren't you answering this prayer? God, what else do I have to do to make this happen? God, what more can I do to make this happen? Where are you, God? When I finally calm down, you know, God never speaks to me when I'm in that state of mind. He's pretty wise. He never tries to calm me down. He just waits. Because he knows that. Just give her some time. She'll she'll calm down here. Just give her a minute or two. Sometimes it's more like two or three days a week or so. Just give her some time. But he's so patient, isn't he? He's so patient. But when I finally calm down, my flesh gets under control, and my emotions, like we talked about, that can distract us, gets under control, the Holy Spirit always gently reminds me, God is faithful. He can do anything. He has not left you. God cares so much about you. Amen. Keep this acorn with you so God can remind you. God's faithful. He is faithful. He always, always, always comes through for me. 
But when I realize, when I find that my mind starts seeing God as unfaithful or unaware or uncaring, I realize that my conception of who God is and my actions, that's a different one, and my actions are working outside of his word. Let me say that again. When my mind sees God as unfaithful, unaware, uncaring, I realize that my conception, it takes some time, but the Holy Spirit helps me realize that my conception of who God is and my actions are working outside of God's word. Or you could say his system. I don't like that word, but it kind of helps you understand. God has a, I don't like that word, but it's the best English word I can think of. God has a system that he set up for our good, for our benefit. Because he doesn't, he cares about your body, soul, and your spirit. Amen. He has a way uh, that, that he works things out. And when I realize that I'm thinking these things, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I've, I've got to be working outside of God's way here, outside of God's system here. Example is worrying. Granny said, don't worry. Okay, I'm not going to worry. When I start worrying, I realize I have not cast all my cares on him, for he cares for me. Right? That's an example of working inside of God's system. I have a few others here. I don't, did, did you guys get those? Here's a practice for us to go through. Ways that we work inside of God's system. There's a list there of ways we can work inside of God's system. Do you guys have that? Yeah. Okay, so we'll just say it. Before the devil flees, we must resist. Submit your will to God and resist. Devil flee. Resist God. Amen? Before God can direct our paths, we must submit our ways. There's several scriptures on that, right? Acknowledge him in all of our ways. Acknowledge means seek. Seek him in all our ways. God, direct my path. Acknowledge me in all of your ways. Before we are given to, we must give. Give generously and it shall be given unto you. Amen. Before the doors are opened, we must knock on them, right? Yes. Before the mountain is removed, we must Speak to it, have faith and not doubt, and this mountain shall be removed, right? Before we are forgiven, we must forgive. That's an easy one, amen? Well, it's, I mean, it's easy to say. It's not so easy to do. But it's not that, that we are the ones doing these things to make twist God's arm to make him happen. But it's not, this is what, okay, here's my hillbilly. It ain't rocket science. God has a way for us to do things because he wants to grow you. He wants to grow you body, soul, and spirit. So God, you are not being faithful. I want, I know where I want to go. I want you to direct my path, but I can't see it. I don't know why you're not being faithful. I don't know why you're not directing this. I don't know why I can't see. Have you sought me in all of your ways? Have you acknowledged me in every detail of this that you want to do? Have you stopped to ask, God, is this what you want me to do? God will always be faithful. He will always direct your path if we are faithful on our part. Do your part. God way over does his. One step for us, two steps for him. Amen. Acknowledge me in all of your ways. I will direct your path, your path, anything that you're asking of God and you're not seeing an answer and you're wondering why you are not being faithful, God, make sure that you're not working outside of what God's word says. 
it's it's like I said, it ain't rocket science. It ain't rocket science. Devil goes a running once we submit our wills to God and resist him. No doubt. No doubt. The devil will run. God is faithful. Amen. For more information and to stay up to date with what's happening in the life of Church on the Rock, please visit us on the web at cotrag.org. Thanks again for tuning in.